Hey there, Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a number one international best-selling author, multiple seven-figure earner, social media marketing expert, mompreneur mogul, and branding ninja. I'm on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business, set your soul on fire, and teach you how to build your empire. Join us as we dive into action-oriented strategies that are going to allow you to scale your online business and create simple systems that duplicate. Let's get started. Hey, hey, y'all. Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl, and I have a special interview planned for you guys. I haven't shut up about it over the last couple of weeks since, since we had this booked because this is something I've actually dreamt of doing and to do it live with you guys, like, oh, I couldn't be happier. So without further ado, I want to introduce Denise. I like to call her Denise DT. So welcome on Denise. We're so excited to have you. Oh my God. That was the most fun intro. I was like dancing around. Oh my God. That was really fun. I didn't, I didn't know that was coming up and I was like, and we are going to be talking about just something really exciting that you're releasing, but I first want you to have a very warm welcome from my audience. We call ourselves the gold diggers. So in the comments, you guys, I know I'm in angel fire, New Mexico at our place in the mountains. I know Denise is in Australia. Where are you guys tuning in from city, state, province, country? Let us know where you're coming in from. And I want to just tell you guys a little bit about Denise and then pick her brain a little bit as we have this time with her. So Denise, if, uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to connect and how I found you. And so I thought it would be fun to share live. So when I, when I got into the online space, network marketing, direct sales was how I first became an entrepreneur. I actually was starting to make money and I was self-sabotaging and I would make it and I would spend it or I would feel really uncomfortable with it. And so someone actually recommended your book, have it here, exhibit A, get rich, lucky B. And this was everything for me. I started realizing obviously everything you teach in the book, and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. You need to grab this book, but I started realizing I was self-sabotaging. I wasn't living a first class life and I started implementing everything in the book. And it's since then I've been able to generate, you know, multi-millions of dollars all through reading that book. I, if you look at any of my books now, I mention you in every single book and then chillpreneur, I mean, I'm a little on the type A side. So this also helped me just to kind of relax, enjoy my life with my family, but also um, just, you know, have a better head on my shoulders as an entrepreneur. So I can't thank you enough for all that you've done in my journey, but why wow. don't you tell everyone, what are you up to right now? What are you, what are you releasing and why is this going to help our, our viewers today? Well, thank you so much. And I'm loving seeing where everyone is, um, calling in from it is amazing so many places around um, America that I haven't been to which I would love to come on my next book tour um, so I'm Denise Duffield Thomas I live in Newcastle Australia but I have a global business around the world helping people with their money mindset that's that's what I do um, and I actually have a new version of Chillpreneur coming out renamed Chill and Prosper um, with tons of case studies around how to make your business easier for you and how to make money. And um, I live by the beach here in Australia, but I also have a farm out in the country. And I love that this, I've got my combi surfer van with my roses to, for my farm that I have, which is a rose farm. Um, and I have three kids, two dogs, and I work with my hubby in my business. And I'm sure there's people listening who um, also work with their, with their partners which can be fun. And um, 
Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about business and money today because I am an open book and I don't think that money should be embarrassing to talk about. Mm -hmm. I think it should be just a normal thing for us to talk about. So I can't wait to hear your questions, guys. I'm so excited. Okay, so my audience is obviously we like attracts like so they are very very busy they have families a lot of them are working full-time jobs still with the goal to exit out of that and, and be an entrepreneur full-time so when you were going through your own journey how did you make that shift into driving it making it happen kind of that masculine energy into allowing it because that is definitely something that i think that we all struggle with absolutely and i was that person too i knew I wanted freedom and flexibility and I wanted my own business, but I couldn't figure out what that was. And so I found myself um, in the corporate world for a long time, but feeling just chafing against the rules of it. And I remember going into my office. um, I used to work for a big, one of the big four accounting firms, and I would just feel itchy all the time. It was like I was allergic to going into the office. And I remember um, I, I, pretended to drop a pencil under my desk one time to hide from my boss because I could see him coming <laughs> and just go, oh my God. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do something I couldn't figure out. For me, it was a transition. I went from um, a very busy full-time job to very deliberately, I moved to a nonprofit organization. Even though it was still full-time, it was a job that finished at five o'clock on the dot and it was five minutes from my house. So I could have some bandwidth to work on my business ideas. Um, and then after that, I went to a nonprofit for three days. But I think here is a thing is the mind, I had to protect my energy and my mindset. So I started to be very intentional about um, what I was listening to on my commute, mm. listening to personal development CDs, reading books, writing down my goals before I got into that office. Then in the office, I made sure that I had a ton of things around. I call them um, positive anchors. A lot of things around that I could look at and remind myself and go, this is only temporary. And, and I'll tell you what I did. So who is, in a, who is in an office job? Because, okay, Tori, I worked for um, PwC. <laughs> Tori is saying she worked for KPMG. And if you're not a corporate person and you're dreaming of entrepreneurial life, it just feels so so one of the things I did, I printed out a dream board that I made on, you know, one of those, you could do it on Canva. I printed it out and I put it in my office drawer. And so every time I was like, I just need to get a pen. I'd look at it and go, that's what I'm working for. That's, that's it. Um, I spent my lunch breaks. I start instead of going out for lunch and bitching with my coworkers, I started um, just going in, going for a walk, reading my book. Because I think what you need to, you need to acclimatize yourself to, no, no, this isn't where I'm meant to be. That's where I'm meant to be. Um, And it takes work, you know, even just saying this is temporary, this is temporary. One thing that I did too, this was really funny because I I lived in London when I was um, still in my corporate corporate job. Um, I left the office and it was London. So it was cold and wet and rainy. And I was standing at the train station and I went to the furthest part of the train station so no one could hear me. And I walked up and down and I practiced the speech that I would do to tell people how I got out of the corporate world. And what I, and I was oh, like, I love that. Now, yeah, it was so much fun. I was like, and now I live near the beach in Australia and now I do this. And people were looking at me going, 
doing. But it's because you need that belief mm-hmm. in yourself as much as possible and you need those positive feelings so then you can do the work. Otherwise, you're just surrounded by people who go, well, what's wrong with just having a job? And like, why are you doing this? You need to change what's normal um, and, and it can be tricky. And I used to do the same thing when I then um, moved to Australia and my business was just starting. I would make this commute and I would speak out loud as if Oprah was interviewing me. Oh, and I'd be that. like, you know, it's like Oprah would go, oh, so tell us about how you got all your success. And I'd be like, well, Oprah. And I was in this crappy car. The ceiling was sagging down. Like it touched my head. You know, when the ceiling comes off, there's nothing you can do. Um, but that's the that's what you need to do because you need to be in your own corner mentally, emotionally, all of those things. But yes. Anyway, I just I just went into it. No, I love that so much. And I think what for us, especially women, it's getting to that level of like seeing ourselves as worthy of having those things. And we want it so bad. I mean, I know like I know their hopes and dreams and all the things that they want to create for their families. But we have to catch up to those hopes and dreams and beliefs. And so that daily programming that you were like, you called it culturing yourself. I love that terminology is what we need, you know, to kind of catch up to what we are envisioning for ourselves. That's awesome. And especially outside of conferences, because it's mm. very easy when you're at a conference to go, I do believe this, you yes. know, or at a retreat or when you're speaking to your coach, but it's all of those times in between that can mm. really deflate you. Yes, absolutely. And those things are like almost anchors, right? To say, okay, I can do this and instilling that belief in yourself. But it's, it's honestly, it's the day to day. It's those quiet moments. It's what you're telling yourself. It is when, you know, the doubt creeps in, you're able to redirect and all of that. So as you were doing all of this work on yourself and then, you know, taking the action to match up with it, how did you, where did this all come from? The money mindset piece? Like, did you go through it where you felt oh my goodness, I have a lot of programming to work through or did you already kind of just naturally come into this where you you understand money mindset and abundance and wealth and prosperity? Oh, no. I mean, I, we've, I've always been a personal development junkie. Like I loved going to conferences and things, but I really felt like my spiritual world and my personal development world was very separate to this money thing, you know, and it felt like you couldn't merge any of those practices together. And so it wasn't until um, probably about, I don't know, maybe 13, 14 years ago that I went, I've been hearing about things like forgiveness and self-love and inner, inner child work. I wonder what would happen if I did, of that, did that work related to money. Mm. And that was a really interesting exploration for me um, because I'd never considered that before, that you could merge those two worlds especially since I was then surrounded by a lot of people who were in the spiritual communities, you know, and they were kind of telling me, well, money is bad and money is evil. And you should, if you really cared about your clients, you know, you would be affordable for them. And so it was a very confusing thing. But then I also saw this world that I didn't particularly want to be around, which was almost like the, you know, like the bro marketers yeah. who were just like, yeah, let's smash the competition. And, and I was like, oh, that's not my world either. Um, and so I just wanted to find just a middle ground where it could just be, are we just allowed to just talk about money? You know, and I know my friends who 
we're, we're doing that inner work. They were doing it from a place of curiosity um, and really looking at their backgrounds and their experiences to untangle why, you know, they might have had imposter syndrome or things like that. And I was like, well, we're allowed to do that with money too. And so, um, yeah, that's when I, I started teaching this stuff because I thought we're, we're allowed to talk about money. You don't have to be an accountant or a financial advisor to be able to talk about money, but we all have things that we have to unlearn mm. um, about ourselves. And so much of it is from our upbringing, but also the culture that we, we grow up in. Everything has an impact on, on our money mindset. You know, if you grew up hearing it's impolite to talk about money, of course you're going to find it hard to talk about money. It's yeah, understandable. Yeah. If you and... grew up, yeah. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, if you grew up like um, in an, hearing that, you know, even sales pe- salespeople are greedy or anything, of course you're not going to want to tell people about what you do because you don't want them to think it's salesy. So there's there's just a lot of unlearning that we have to do in order just to be like, money's money. Yeah. Do you, you, know, do you want my thing or not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's yeah. actually, you know, a lot of the ladies in my audience are, uh, you know, getting into coaching, course creation, maybe network marketing even. And just one of the, the gals I was talking to yesterday she said, oh, and I really want to get a VA to sell for me because I hate selling. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so telling about her perception of selling versus seeing it as like an exchange of value. And I think that's so powerful because I'll never forget in this book, y'all, I mean, this, you guys all need to grab these books and then get, and then pre-order, pre-order, chill and prosper, but in Get Rich Lucky Bee, I'll never forget you said, I'm talking to these women who want to run, you know, they want to build multi or million dollar businesses and they're running their business on this crappy equipment. And I remember going, Oh, like my laptop was just, you know, janky and didn't work. So how do you, cause I know you, you coach, how do you talk to your students about seeing the difference between an expense and an investment, but also a stage in their business where they feel like they don't have the money to hire a VA or maybe get, you know, their courses out there, their coaching launch, like how, how do you teach that? And what would you say to those that are struggling with that? Absolutely. Because my philosophy on any of this work is find the path of least resistance, you know, and sometimes it's tricky in the world where we're told, you know, fake it to you, make it or spend the money anyway, and it will, it will come. And that doesn't always work for our nervous systems. You know, we can be very, nervous about investing in ourselves and so I like to make sure we do it incrementally um, because we have to sometimes sneak up on our um, sneak up on our blocks (laughs) and it's the same with when we're you know saying about affirmations and things like that I actually like to automate a lot of those because I don't remember to do it Mm -hmm. you know and I used to beat myself up about it oh I don't remember to meditate and I don't remember to write my goals down but my my phone Every couple of hours, something pops up on my phone to remind me of one of my goals. And I go, well, that counts yep. because it does. I wear jewelry to remind me of my goals. Um, I, When I was actually in corporate world, I had a, a necklace that, that said yes on it. And so I would look at that and go, yes. You know, anything you can do to automate those things, then you don't have to think about it and you don't. it doesn't have to be hard work. And what I talk about in um, the Get Rich book in particular is um, – incrementally upgrading things around your life Mm -hmm. so you always start with the path of least resistance what's something that and you can look around where you are at the moment what's something that makes you feel poor and inconvenienced 
What is something that is stopping you from, from moving forward? And just upgrade it just a teeny tiny little bit. And sometimes we don't have the money to suddenly invest in something really big, but you could incrementally, what would be the next stage of that? Um, and the, the idea of that is to increase pleasure and to reduce friction, mm-hmm. you know? And so sometimes it's better to declutter things that are not working instead of going, well, one day that will be better. And you just go, yeah, but it's creating just these little, you know, pricks and like cuts at you every day. And it's like, it's like working on a computer that has 50 million tabs open. If you can reduce some of those little friction things, then it's easier to have bandwidth. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you start you start very practical. I remember I used to have a fight with Mark every day. Who took my phone charger? <laughs> you know, who took my headphones? And it was so much stress. And now I was like, now I have a pair that lives in my office. Before I leave my office, I always plug them in. Nobody can steal them. <laughs> just little things like that where you go an extra phone cable to put in your car will Mm. reduce friction you know and then you can upgrade as as you have more money but it's just um we do that so we acclimatize slowly oh yeah because we have this myth that one day we're going to win the lottery and everything's going to change overnight and we're going to be a different person the truth is you're stuck with who you are Mm -hmm. so that's why you have to do it incrementally because you have to it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're doing this. And then your standards rise incrementally too. And that doesn't mean incrementally doesn't mean slow. And I think that's why I deliberately use that word because sometimes you have those quantum leaps and you do it very quickly, but you've still built a strong foundation. So then you don't fall back into sabotage. Um, But the incremental also works for the people who do need a bit more of a slow and steady to calm their nervous system at each level. And you can, you can take that incremental approach to anything in your life and business. Boundaries, start with, the, start with the little ones that will make a difference first. You know, everything in your life can be upgraded incrementally. Um, and that's, that's how you do it, just a little bit, little bit, little bit. I like the little bit. And I think you probably see this all the time in, with your students. Once they get it going, they start to see the power that they have and they go, oh my gosh, and they probably pick up speed pretty quickly, Right. Absolutely. And also because you're meeting the universe halfway, you you know, you're, you're putting yourself into that space of saying, I deserve more. And sometimes it's not even what you upgrade. It's the symbolism of that upgrade. It's saying, I deserve to actually have a decent office chair. You know, I deserve to have space for my, for my dreams. I deserve to not suffer you know, and sometimes it's not even the money. It's just that we're used to having to make do. Because um, mm-hmm. I meet especially mums all the time. Their kids have the best of everything. Their husband buys, you know, something without guilt. And they're going, but but my business has to make money first before I allow myself to have space for my business. And it's a chicken and egg scenario, right? It's like, well, my husband says we can get more childcare when my business makes more money. And it's like, well, when are you going to do that, hon? You know, it's okay to to upgrade before the money has come in. That being said, if you do not have money to upgrade, I'll give you some tips on this because the idea is for you to to practice feeling abundant because that leads to good stuff. We all know that. You feel abundant, more abundance comes. So then if you are seriously, truly broke, you have to be creative in finding those ways to make yourself feel good and abundant. And that could be using your best mug, 
using your perfume, wearing nice underwear, giving yourself <laughs> space, you know, like do the things that you think you would do in your rich life. How can you, how can you bring them in? Because you already are that version of your, you, you are that person. Everything else just has to catch up <laughs> to that. Yeah. That is fabulous. I love that so much. And then my final question is because obviously you're very passionate about teaching women about money and I'm very passionate about teaching them to make money. So I love where your heart's at. What would you say now that you've, you know, you've been teaching for quite some time, what are you most excited about now? Like now that you, you know, you've had your business, you're a mompreneur, you're just, you've done so much already. What are you most excited about as you look towards your future? I love this question because um, I'm really trying to live by a Sarah Blakely quote that I, I've seen of her recently. And it's money is fun to make, fun to spend and fun to give away. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really good to look at all of those three and see what would feel fun to you. You know, it, it, it can be fun just to make money and just to help people and make money. Why not? Why not be fun with it? It can be fun to spend. So I have been spending in really fun ways recently. I've obviously built, built my dream house and built my farm. But um, I love, I've just invested in a musical. So if anyone yeah. lives in Atlanta, go see Trading Places, the musical, because I'm one of the investors in that musical. <laughs> and then when it goes to Broadway, hopefully next year, if all goes well, um, then I'll come over for the premiere of that. Yeah. So for me, investing in the arts, is something I'm really passionate about. Um, I want to write more books, obviously. Um, yesterday, I um, this is where I had to really realize, go, wow, I am the wealthy person. So I was at a, um, a charity luncheon for my friend who owns a charity that supports victims of domestic violence. And you know when you, used to, like, you go to those big balls and there's always like the rich man in the room who, you know, auction, like buys something at auction. And I've been to those events and they're always really masculine things like a, a signed jersey or something, right? <laughs> and so now I go in there, I go, wow, I'm the rich person in the room. So I um, I bought a piece of art for $10,000 to support my friends, all that goes to the domestic violence charity. And it's so much fun being able just to do those things and not stress about it, you know, just to go, wow, I, I am a wealthy person who can who can do this. Um, so it's, yeah, fun to make. Everyone write that down. From Don't attribute it to me. It's Sarah Blakely. Money is fun to make, fun to spend, and fun to give away. And, you know, we why not us? You know, like I want cool people like us to be able to go, I want to invest in a musical. I want to, I don't know, whatever cause is important to you, children or pets or whatever. What cool stuff would you invest in if you had extra money. And I would love to stick around. If you've got a little bit more time, I'm happy to answer some questions, but that's a question for everyone who's already been in the comments. What is something that you would dream of just being able to buy, give away, spend? Like that's the thing you want to connect to because you're already that person. Mm -hmm. The money's just going to have to catch up with that. Yeah, I know. And I think, you know, just depending on how you were raised or whatnot, we think that we're supposed to just spend every last penny that we have. And when you start to be able to take care of your family and then you start to say, well, what else can we do for our family? And then when a friend is in need or, 
like you with, with the arts, like think about it. And I always think about Oprah where she's like, you get a house, you get a house. Like I like, that's totally my goal. It's like, you know, you get funnels built for you. You get ads taken care of. Like that'll be my version of it. But like, think about how powerful in our lifetime that when we, all of us women collectively step into money is good and we can change the world. And imagine what we can do in our, in, you know, in this generation, collectively like we can literally change the entire game of what it looks like to give and bless others and just the conversation around money money oh look at what everyone's saying i love yes. that so i'm going to read some of these okay. out so um yeah other people passionate about domestic uh, domestic violence or the arts um non-profit for homeless seniors absolutely you know we can we can change things with money. You know, money is a tool for good, but only if good people have it and choose to have it. So why not us? Yes. Pay off someone's house or car, rescue traffic victims, Alzheimer's research, absolutely. Fund my daughter's circus acrobatic school, give to my church, help my family. You know what? One of the greatest things for me in my business is that both my husband and I grew up with single parents. Both of our mums are funded from our business, so they don't have to... You know, they don't have to work if they don't want to. So my mom decided to then buy a motorhome. And so she lives with us half the time and she just goes and has adventures. And she knows that she has money every week, no matter so what, you know. That was something that was so personal and, and important to me to do. But also it helped me because I, I saw when I was starting to make money, I felt really guilty about the fact that my mom was still working in a nursing home. So I went, oh, I can just take care of that. And then I don't, won't have that guilt and I can make even more and then help someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got our oh, sales school for girls. I love this hundred area, a hundred acre land, rescue abuse horses, so many amazing things. And, you know, all of that is possible. You know, I, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I've never done anything perfectly in my business. None of my funnels are perfect. Um, but what, what I have done is that I've backed myself and I just had that desire that was just a little bit bigger than my fears. You know, mm -hmm. when people sort of go, you need the desire and you need, that feels like it has, you have to be so motivated yeah. all the time. Yeah, grand, like big. Yeah. Yes. And perfect with it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be, it's just that in those moments where you are working on your business, your desire just has to be a teeny tiny bit bigger than your fear because it doesn't take that much work. It's just that most of the work is at us overcoming our fears and dealing with all of our emotions around it and imposter syndrome and things like that. That's the real work is working on that. The rest of it's just, it's ticking boxes. It's X many marketing messages. It's talking to X amount of people and you'll get the results. That's all it is, but you have to connect. Look at all these beautiful things that everyone wants to do, these beautiful, big-hearted people. I want you guys to have money. I don't want rich, greedy, horrible people who are buying their 50th yacht and <laughs> not paying their staff and not paying taxes. You know, look at all these beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And, oh, this is – so, friends, support kids to Special Olympics. And that is a really good example of, um, you know, the Special Olympics was set up – and, and created by the Shriver family because they were a wealthy family and they decided to put their money into beautiful things to, to you know, to, to create opportunities for children. And so there are philanthropists in our world who have created these amazing things and a lot of them have come from old money, you know, and now it's our time yes. to step up because we can do it through our businesses. 
look at me going on a rant now. We have never lived in a better time with the technology that can support us. Um, My grandmother would have had an amazing Etsy store selling dressmaking patterns, but she lived in a time where she had no, she did not have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. My mother could have been a really great artist. She did not live in a time where that could support that that dream for her. We live in a time where we can pretty much easily start a business. Like, what do you need? A phone. Right. Wi-Fi <laughs> connection. Totally. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a good laptop yet, <laughs> yes. you can just do it with a phone. Um, and yet we're so scared. So I always imagine my grandmother, who's no longer with us, kind of going, what is, babe, what are you scared about? Like, mm. you know, and imagine saying to your grandma, but what if someone's mean to me on the internet? <laughs> You're like, just go through it. <laughs> what if someone unsubscribes from my newsletter now? <laughs> what, what, what will I going to do? And yes, that stuff is scary, but imagine what they could have done when, you know, mm-hmm. they could have done a lot of amazing things um, if they only had the opportunities that we have. And um, so like, why not us? Yeah. Why not? Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any questions, burning questions? Unless you need to go, I'm happy to stay. No, I love this. And I love that you're so present. And so were were you, I can't remember. I mean, I I obviously read everything that you have, but your, your natural disposition, are you naturally high, strong, go, go, go? Or have you always kind of been more relaxed type of person? Um, How did you kind of come into chill and prosper or did you notice with like the women you were working with that they needed to chill and prosper like how did that come to be great question yes no both both because I um I definitely was someone who had a lot of anxiety in my 20s because I was trying to fit in to other things and I was trying to find my niche I actually never even realized that I could design my business for me um, but the one thing that I have always been is extremely lazy. I've <laughs> always tr- tried to find the shortcut. And so that's part of it is, is saying, this is my shortcut, but you have to find your path of least resistance. Um, and then it's not about chilling. Being a chillpreneur is not about working from the beach on a laptop and never working. It's about finding what works for you and what feels easy for you. And you know what the mindset is around that? So many women have never been allowed to choose. They don't even know what they would like. We've been told you get what you're given. Mm -hmm. You get what you get and you don't get upset. We we think the customer's always right. What if you could just design it in a way that would feel easy to you? And then there's another layer. Well, it's not allowed to be easy and make money because then that goes against the grain of hard work, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's the thing I have always had is I've always tried to find a shortcut of things. Um, but I, I definitely have, like, I can be a real worry wart too, you know, and so I have to then go, what do I need to put into place so I don't have that? You know, what do I need to make sure that I'm not putting myself in situations that are stressful? Um, how can I design my business in a way that makes me feel good? I love that, yeah. about, especially about this, the worrying and the stress. Um, you know, and the, another word that I've noticed the lady, we tend to use a lot is the word overwhelm. Mm-hmm. that part of that comes with the label that we're giving things. And when you are, you were sharing about worrying and how you sort of self-identify and self-regulate to say, okay, what can I do here? So I'm not worrying. What would you say about just, you know, kind of all the things that's on everyone's plates, the, the overwhelm. 
it's, I think it's a mindset that I do not have to be everything to everyone because so much of our overwhelm comes from a lack of boundaries, putting other people's needs and agendas first. And I understand that, you know, the oldest child of a very young mom, I have a very overdeveloped sense of responsibility. And I think that's where I, you know, I, I found myself in my first year of business having three hour sessions with people instead of one hour, letting people contacting me day and night because I was like, I'm responsible. My prices were low because I thought I'm responsible for making myself available and affordable to anyone who would need me. I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning to have a coaching session because oh I felt I felt like I have to be available for when people want me, mm-hmm. not when I would like to be available. So I think that's the big lesson is um, for everybody, you know, here and what would you recommend to single moms, where to start? Really take an inventory because I actually think sometimes decluttering is better than adding in new things mm-hmm. because we need to create bandwidth for ourselves. So it could be, what obligations do I need to let go of? Where am I giving people um, my time and energy for free and it no longer works for me? Where am I allowing people's other, other people's agendas to, to, you know, to impinge on my time and energy? Because I think we're all smart enough to figure out the next step in our business. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. It's just that we don't have the bandwidth to even think that or we've never given ourselves permission to um to want what we want or we don't even know so if you're someone who literally doesn't know what you want you can practice this in very incremental ways for example if you go to a cafe or a restaurant sit and ask yourself for a moment what do I feel like and it's such a symbolic exercise because so many times we go what am I allowed to have what what's the cheapest thing on the menu what Mm -hmm rather than thinking, what do I actually feel like? And it's a practice. It could be going into a shop and before you look at the tag, you go, what do I like? And you give yourself permission to try on something and say, do I like it? Rather than, am I allowed to have it? It doesn't mean you have to go and buy expensive things that you can't afford, but it's that you can understand the symbolism of that, right? Mm -hmm. Of of allowing yourself to choose. Practice going to a cafe and if someone gives you the wrong milk, say, excuse me, is it okay? Can I, you did the wrong milk. It's those little things that are practice for the bigger things. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything to practice in those ways, yeah. but it can really open up some incredible avenues for you because you're, you're just getting back what you mirroring out to the world. Right. And so if you're constantly going, I don't deserve, I'm not worthy somehow we attract people in our lives who reflect that back to us. <laughs> yes. Very brightly sometimes. <laughs> yes. And you know, when you feel bad about your prices and then you get someone who goes, you're, you're a horrible person for charging. And you go, but that's what I've been saying to myself. And so just, <laughs> just like, back. Oh my gosh. So I know someone had said in here and I, I think this is a good, you know, question that everyone can identify with is where to start. So the majority of the ladies in my audience are solopreneurs and they're yep. working their way to that first six figures. I do have some that are multiple six figures, but there a lot of them are in the building stages where they they want so much more. What would you say to them if they're listening and they're just like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but like, what's that first step for them? What's the first step? Yeah. Okay. So um, 
you have to focus on money making activities. Yes. Yes. So we all procrastinate in our own beautiful ways. Okay. I used to get really obsessed with the color of my website background, (laughs) (laughs) procrastinate branding Mm -hmm. and, and think, and because it felt like I was doing work. Oh yeah. Fake working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It felt like I was doing something and making important decisions. And so we can very often get caught up in the tinkering of our business. And um, so one thing that I, I remind myself, I say all roads lead to boot camp. Ooh. And um, I bought Mark, my, my hubby, because he can do this too. He can get into tinkering with things. I bought him a little light box and it says sell more boot camps. <laughs> That's awesome. He goes, he goes, I think we should, um, let's create a mastermind. And I was, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, no, let's just sell more boot camps. <laughs> and then he'll come and just go, why don't we do this complicated thing? And I go, no. Oh, and someone. I do it too. I go, I go, oh, I think it's, I really should like um, add some more modules to my course. And like, oh, it's time to re-record the videos. And I can get very um, like tinkering in the back end of my business. Mm-hmm. And some people might be doing it with funnels, like, oh, I need the perfect funnel. I need the perfect um, thing. Oh, I need to lose weight first before I do it. And it's okay just to start imperfectly. And the way you do it, and this is in the new book, Chill and Prosper. It's my two-stage marketing process that I outline in the marketing section of that book. It's share what you know and make offers. Mm. And so many of us are really good at the sharing piece. We're, We're writing newsletters. We're creating content. We're endlessly doing free sessions or free samples for people or we're showing up every day for our communities but we're not telling them how we can help them mm-hmm. and it can be so simple if you liked this here's the next step if you want more here's how I can help you and that's the only sales I've ever done I've never been I've never taken a sales thing that I've remembered and implemented like all of those little things that you need to remember around sales. I've always just been like, Hey, here's some free stuff about money mindset. I've got a money boot camp. If you want to join it. And I've done it. I have beat myself up over it every time I've gone, oh, I'm going to go and change that. I'm going to make it sexier. I'm going to put some funnels in there. It needs a t- timer at the top. It needs this. It needs retargeting. And I've always just kind of gone, I've got it. If you want it, there it is. <laughs> And we forget that sometimes people just need to know the next step. Yeah. That's it. That's it. They just need to know. If you liked this, here's this thing. And if they want it, great. And if they don't, that's okay too. Um, So, yeah, money, just write down all of the things that you're doing. What would be the the money-making activity? And I actually like to do it in three lists. Um, Now, next, later. Okay. Because sometimes we need, we've got so many things in our head, we need to park them somewhere. And so if you can get really clear on the now things are all money generating activities. If you do not have a product, if you do not have a service, sell an hour of your time because all you could, you could just use a, a free Calendly account. Mm-hmm. For that. Really, really easy. And a PayPal thing it doesn't have to be complicated. You can upgrade it later before, you know, then you can do your course and you can do your things. Um, when in doubt, sell an hour of your time. That's it. Now, next could be, all right, I'm going to book the videographer to do my course, you know, and then the later things, you know, when you're just like, oh, one day I'm going to do this amazing thing and I'm going to write a book and you go, yeah, that's all stuff that 
is long term, but you need cash now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when in doubt, sell an hour of your time. And if you're tinkering in your back end, sell more boot camps. Remember the the light box, sell more boot camps. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, when we're trying to do too too many things, it's confusing for our audience as well. So just getting really clear on who you are, what you offer, who you serve, and then that person can go, oh, great, I'm going to hire her. That's really, it's just that. Yes, but that comes with time, right? That comes Mm -hmm. with a client. Yeah. If you're sitting, so everyone's asking, is share what you know, make offers, make an offer. Just tell them the next step. That's it. Um, but so many people get caught up. This is procrastinate research. Who is my beautiful target audience? Who's going to buy? Get a client, see if you like it, tweak accordingly. Mm. Get a client, see if you like it, tweak accordingly. And my mum taught me this because I would say to her, like, when I have kids, and she's going, get a kid, <laughs> see what you think. <laughs> have a baby. Because I'd be like, I think I'm six kids. And she's like, have one and then tweak it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that's the same with clients. You know, if you're procrastinating because you, you're thinking you need to, to find the perfect niche, help someone tweak, you know, and that's, I started helping everyone with anything. Come an hour of my time. Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. And then I was like, oh, I really like working with entrepreneurs. And then I was like, oh, I really prefer working with female entrepreneurs. And then I was like, oh, I really prefer. And that's when you start doing it you get in the trenches get a client see if you like it and then that's how you build your boundaries too you know you go oh wow I really don't want people texting me all right, right. cool I'm gonna put that in I'm gonna yeah. put that in the 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 one hour versus the three hours right or the, okay this is the format for what we're gonna do together oh that's awesome hi Heather we're actually live Heather hi she just replay no, we're here. Maybe she's going to watch us live and the replay. What's up, Heather? So we are so excited. Y'all, okay, this is your homework. You know I always give action steps. If you guys already don't have these books, I actually, you're going to think this is hilarious, but I have a fangirl crush on you. So I like to listen to you on Audible. I know. I'm, I have the books too, obviously. I like Audible because you did have yourself recorded. So I like I hearing you talk. I had to yeah. sit in a room and talk. <laughs> so hard That's isn't it days uh-huh. i've been training for it my whole life so, <laughs> it's all good. so y'all you can get it on audible you can get the books the paperbacks and then um i, th- I see her her team's on here okay good so if you can drop the link again what we're what we're going to do is everyone here we're going to support her book launch and it's obviously a tool for all of you this is what i want to challenge you guys to do i want you to think of somebody you can also gift the book to because if you know i know most of you have network marketing teams you, you have coaching clients you guys, not only did it, it help me with, with being an entrepreneur, but it really helped me to level up my, my money mindset so I could take those big leaps in my business. So I want you to also think about who you can gift this to, okay? And that way you guys can grab the book. And then if you go through the website versus just Amazon, you'll be able to get all the bonuses and all of that as well. So make sure you guys click through on that. That is so kind, by of the way. Course. Thank you oh my so much. Like yes. this is women supporting women. Like that's yes. really, really kind of you. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. And no, thank you. Yeah. And I would say to people too, if you want to start working on your money mindset, get the Get Rich book. Yes. It has a... A B word on the cover, but yes. um, 
yeah, uh, get that book first and then pre and prosper for Yeah, lovely. Wow. How much fun, guys. Thank you so much. Well, it's funny too, because we have uh, book recommendations in all our programs. So your books are listed in all three of our core programs. So like they've already like they kind of, you know, they know you, but just the opportunity to get to see you live uh, just means so much to me and my community. So thank you, Denise, for thank taking you. time. Thanks, everybody. Yes. And uh, we're excited comment. about your book. So Thank you guys for being on with us. And thank you, Denise. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yay. Until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Gold Digger Girl, the program that teaches you how to build the six-figure foundation for your business. If you want support from an experienced coach that's become a self-made millionaire, recently recognized as the number two recruiter globally in her network marketing company, she's helped countless others scale their online business and create simple systems that duplicate, all you have to do is email support over at The Gold Digger Girl. You'll see the option in the menu tab so we can find out best how to support you on your entrepreneurial journey.